You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Welcome to the show. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a digital content agency that turns one hour of interviews with your subject matter experts into a month's worth of premium content for every stage of your sales funnel. So I write a lot on LinkedIn about the art and science and the ins and outs of being a great podcast host. Not that I'm calling myself great or anything. I think I do a decent enough job. But anyway, there's also an art and science to being a great podcast guest. And, you know, sure, you could just show up and kind of wing it. And that works really well for some people. But the right kind of preparation can really elevate you from being like a pretty good guest or a solid guest to a great guest that podcasts not only want to have on the show, but want to invite back again and again because you just perform so well. So my guest today has had a lot of practice appearing on podcasts and is here with us today to share some tips for how to be an amazing podcast guest. Mike Begg is co-founder and CEO of AMZ Advisors, a firm that helps brands and manufacturers grow their Amazon sales channel. Mike, welcome to the Jeremy, show. Jeremy, thank you for having me. And I'm excited to share a little bit about my experience as a guest podcaster with your audience today. Excellent. Now, you know, it, it's cool because this episode is kind of <laughs> meta, right? You're a guest on a podcast talking about being a guest on podcasts and not just any guest, but being an amazing guest. So no pressure or anything. <laughs> You know, you just have to be amazing. Well, I hope I can live up to that hype at this point. But no, I mean, I've been doing this for years now. I've done, I think, over 100 podcasts. So I've had ones that have gone really well and ones that have gone really poorly. It's never, you're going to hit everyone perfectly. It's really a combination of how you connect with who the host is and how well things just uh, flow. Yeah, for sure. So, well, let's just get right mm -hmm. to the heart of it, you know, we'll, and, and then we'll back up and get more into the details. But just starting out. In your experience, what is the single most important thing or part of being an awesome podcast guest? If you had to pick just one thing. From my perspective, I think the story or your story is the most important aspect of the podcast because whatever topic you're talking on, the story that you're telling has to have some congruency and has to lead up to the point you're trying to make in some way. So you know, whatever your solution is, especially in B2B, whatever your solution is, you got there from your experience doing something else. So having your story tying all of this together on like, you know, I, I studied this in school, I did this after school, you know, I, I saw this problem, tying it to what you're doing today is really what helps create a good congruency for the host to then go into other questions around, okay, well, what about this? Like, how did it make you think about this? How did it gives the, the host so much more ability to go in depth and it captures the audience attention mm. so much more. Okay. I really like that because Everyone always says like storytelling, you got to do storytelling. It's the best way. But like, what does that actually mean? And I think you just kind of articulated it. You know, it often means like, at least in, in the context of being on a podcast, telling your story and, you know, sure you could just show up and kind of wing it, but there are better and worse ways of telling of a story. Right. And in a second, we'll get into how you prepare to do that. You know, your process for being able to show up and really tell the story in a compelling way. But let's back mm -hmm. up a bit first. So first, you mentioned you've been doing this for years. So how long have you been, you know, making a point of being a guest on podcasts and like getting yourself out there? So going on three years now, I started right after COVID 2020 and really started building a process for my side on how I can help 
get in front of more hosts. And that was, you know, doing the research, doing the reach out, collaboration, all of those aspects, obviously getting scheduled. And then from there, actually telling the story. So it's been a little bit more than three years at this point. Okay, very good. And I mean, if you had to estimate, or maybe you know exactly how many shows have you It's been over 100. I don't know the exact number. Since July 4th, the way I kind of do it on my own is to keep things fresh as well as making sure that I have a good point or a good story that I'm trying to tell on most of my podcasts, because it gets tiring after a while saying the same things over and over. Yeah. I kind of take a break after a while. And then maybe I, I think of a new angle or I try to change it in a different way. And mm. I, I did that in July, you know, June, July. Mm -hmm. And now I'm getting back to it. I think I've done 20 podcasts in the past 30 days so far. So, Wow. 20 podcasts in the past 30 days. Okay. How do you, I mean, in order to be an awesome guest, first you have to get on podcasts, <laughs> course, yeah. right? There's a million of them out there, but there are also a lot of people trying to get on podcasts. So let's just start right there. Like, how do you pitch yourself? Or well, the first step there is obviously screening what the podcasts are and seeing if it's relevant to what you're doing or, or who the audience is you're trying to reach. That's obviously going to help a lot in figuring out where you want to focus your efforts. But again, it's about having a compelling story. And this, the story I tell on the podcast is not going to be the same story that I summarize in an email, but you need to have clear points in there that catch people's attention. My, my company works in the e-commerce space. So things related to retail, related to products, related to sales, those are all relevant to my audience. And when I look back at my story, I want to look at what parts of my story tie to that. So what is interesting about what I've done that can make it interesting about what I am talking about now. And for me, in my case, it's that I worked at Sears. I worked at Sears as a real estate developer while Sears was going bankrupt. I was redeveloping stores, closing stores, selling stores, like all of these aspects. I saw the writing on the wall in retail, e-commerce was coming. And like that aspect of the story leads in really well. And it's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. You have a different perspective than most people. Yeah. I mean, it's still storytelling. It's just really summarizing it in the email where you're trying to make contact with them. Mm, okay. So starting the telling the story exactly. right away when you're even just trying to get on the podcast. Okay. So you give that, you give the host, let's say a sense of not just like a bullet pointed list of here are my credentials, but like who I am as a person and kind of the story that I could tell. For you sure. Audience. And I think a lot of this I've used in other aspects of my life. It really came, the idea really came to me when I was in college or sorry, after college looking for a job and I was struggling. I mean, I graduated in 2012. The job market wasn't the greatest. I had a little bit, I wanted to get into finance, which was a tough industry anyway. So I was having a hard time getting a job and I heard Simon Sinek start with why his, his original Ted talk. And I was like, oh, this is talking about how a business develops a product to reach an audience. And then I started thinking about, well, whether I'm selling a product, whether I'm selling a service or whether I'm selling myself, it's the same concept. People mm -hmm. care about the why. They don't care about what you do or how you do it. So when you have a good why or a good story that takes you to what you're doing or how you're doing it, it makes it that much more compelling for a podcast host to be like, oh, this would be a good guy to have on the show. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Right. That's a cool and creative application of that yeah. concept. Okay. I mean, you know, and I know I get pitched a lot on this show, pitched by a guest and guest booking agencies and so on. And it's just like you say, the first thing I look at is like, is this person just in some, in a basic level, a match for what the podcast is? And it's kind of funny sometimes when they're not. And I'm like, well, the booking agency didn't even bother to see what kind of podcast it is, which yeah. makes no sense. But a lot of the times it, it is at least a, a decent match. 
And then, yeah, I just try to get like a sense of the person's personality and like what they're going to bring to the table. That's hard. I mean, that's hard through to be introduced through an agency or through an email as well. Like, obviously, you can't connect yeah. with someone the same way you can face to face on a video or obviously in person. But yeah, having something in the email, something in the pitch that catches the host's attention is the key there. And I think that's like where the storytelling starts to begin with, where uh, you're trying to make yourself stand out from the crowd. Yeah, for sure. So once you connect with a host and, and they like your pitch and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Does the host usually have a topic and they're like, we're going to talk about this and you're like, okay, I'll do it. Or is it a little more open-ended and they're like, well, what do you want to talk about? It's, it really depends on the host. Most of the time it's more open-ended and that you can propose something that is relevant for their audience. And again, this is one of the rare exceptions of podcasts I would do. Normally I'm talking about e-commerce. I'm talking about marketing. I'm talking about online sales, retail, whatever it may be. And in those cases, it's like, well, what is relevant? What aspect? Again, this comes back to congruency is like, how do I tie what I'm going to talk about to the solution that I'm offering? But usually there's more flexibility. Sometimes they'll, they'll if there's something specific they want to cover, like in my field, you know, Prime Day for Amazon or Black Friday or like big holidays, sometimes people want to have you on to talk specifically about those topics, how to prepare for them. But most of the time you have flexibility and figuring out how to shape the conversation or the topic around who the audience is and what solution you have for the audience or you know how you serve them or what way you serve them. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about mm -hmm. preparation. Okay. Let's, you know, assuming you've, you've gone through this process and now you have the topic and by the, by the way, sort of a quick yes or no question. Do you like getting questions beforehand or do you prefer not knowing the questions? That's tough. Sometimes it's helpful. I, I would say this from a, a host perspective. If you are going to have a very specific question, that's going to put someone on the spot. Like, what's your favorite book? Or what's your favorite quote? Or, or things like that. Mm. It's helpful to have ahead of time because when I'm on the show, I'm in storytelling mood. I'm thinking about what the story is, how I'm tying this all together. How, if I get a question like that, sometimes it throws me off completely. And I'm like, damn, like, what is my favorite book? <laughs> and it takes me a while to think about it. So for stuff like that, it's really helpful. Personally, if I know that I'm not going to get random questions like that, or not random, but questions like that, it's easier for me to just see what comes and just adapt the story or, or my storytelling process to what I'm hearing. Okay. So let's talk about preparation now. You know what the basic topic is. Maybe you've seen the questions, maybe not. The recording is coming up in a few days. How do you prepare? So the first thing that I do to prepare is to look at what the topic is and what three to four main talking points may be within that topic. And that way I can kind of have something in my mind ahead of time around how I want to structure it or how I want to lead it. Again, part of this is all tying it back to the story. So once you have those, you know, three, four talking points, whatever they may be, how did those talking points line up with your story? What was a learning lesson possibly that taught you those talk talking points that you're going to bring to It's all tying it together again. So that's mainly the extent of the preparation I'll do is uh, understanding that, understanding who the hosts are is probably the other preparation. Uh, listening to their talking style is really helpful. So it might be you know, a five minute lis listening to them ask questions so you can get a feeling for whether it's more casual or more formal or if there's video, how should I dress for the podcast? So in general, the preparation time doesn't take a lot of time. It's more about having a, the general ideas of what you want to talk about, how it ties to the story. And then what, what's the actual feel 
of the podcast or like how do you want to come across in the podcast to line up with the way the host is okay so so part of that might include listening to some episodes is usually a good idea to kind of get it if i'm hearing you right to kind of get a sense For of sure. the vibe you know is this like a freewheeling let's chop it up kind of show or is it a little more buttoned down that for sure time? i mean it definitely is helpful and i would say that you don't have to listen to the whole show you may be fine listening to a few 10, 10 minute clips where you can just hear some of the cadence and some of the communication, whether it's a casual conversation, like I said, it's definitely helpful though, to be a little bit prepared on that side. Now, personally, just like I did with you, I like to do prep calls with guests so I can get to know them a little bit and that, you know, we can establish rapport and, and even discuss the topic a little bit. So I have a better sense of like where the guest is coming from. And I'm guessing that you've been on, you know, at least a hundred podcasts. Maybe some guests do that, some don't. Do you have, as a guest, do you have a preference? Would you rather do a prep call if it's available or would you rather not? It, it wow, that's a tough one. I, to me, I really don't notice the difference. I think it's great when you do have a prep call because you get to know the people better and it builds a relationship more. Like for example, very frequently the types of podcasts you'll be going on, the hosts are going to know people that are similar to you or people that you might potentially be able to help or could become clients or whatever. And having that chance to connect on a free call is great because it builds the relationship more. It might lead to get them making referrals to you down the road uh, after the podcast, whatever it may be. So I think there is a lot of value in it, but it, I don't have a preference one way or another. I mean, if the host really has a very strict process to do it, it I'm fine following it, but there is a lot of value mm -hmm. in the pre-calls. So I wouldn't say push one way or the other, follow what the host wants mm -hmm. to do, but if it's an option, yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. Well, that's a good point. I mean, that, that really is the host's call. Yeah. After at the all. end of the day. And, and, and I guess as a guest, like you need to be prepared, whether there's a prep call or not to still deliver. Exactly. The goods. Like at the end of the day, you still need to know what yeah. you're talking about. I mean, in general, we're not going on podcasts if we don't know what we're saying, but it is common to get yeah. caught up with an idea that might be outside of your topic range or outside of what your experience is, or maybe you don't have as much experience. And you can kind of get caught up in just going in circles and not say, saying anything that's actually providing value. So just making sure you have the preparation mm -hmm. in place is usually enough, regardless of whether you have a pre-call or you don't. Yeah. Now, based on what you were saying a little bit earlier about thinking through kind of some things you want to talk about and tying it back to that story, what I'm hearing from that is you're kind of thinking along the lines of yes. coherence. You know, you want what you say not to just be a bunch of random stuff, but to kind of all be of a piece. Am I hearing yeah, exactly. you correctly? I mean, you pretty much nailed it. And it also has to line up with what your website says or what your services are. So it, it's coherency. It's, I call it congruency, but it's the same thing. It's essentially making sure that everything makes sense all the way through. If someone goes checks your, your social media, you're talking about the same things you're talking here. If they go to the website, the story's the same. All of that is extremely important. And not just making yourself a good guest, but making sure that you as the guest are getting the most out of the podcast for any potential listeners that are interested in your services or you know, working with you in some way. Okay. that That's a really interesting and I think important point. I'm glad you mentioned that because you know the dynamic of being a guest on a podcast, most of the time, maybe all of the time, it's either made explicit or it's just implicitly understood, you're not coming to the show to directly plug your services, right? It's not yeah. an infomercial. But at the same time, of course, this is part of your marketing, right? You're getting your name out there. It's like a thought, more of a thought leadership play or something exactly. like that. But it is an extension of your marketing. 
And so part of the preparation needs to be like, okay, what is my messaging? You don't want to say stuff that then when people are like, oh, that's interesting. And they go to your website and they're like, wait, what? This seems totally different from the guy I was just listening. Exactly. I I 100% agree. It is marketing, but in the same way as content marketing or SEO, it's informative. Like you're right. You don't want to be out there. You don't want to be doing a hard pitch. I mean, some hosts will be like, all right, pitch, like do this, do this, do this. In general, though, it's trying to provide as much value to your audience or to the audience of the host. And I think when you, again, approach it from that perspective, it becomes a lot easier to really provide the value, say the necessary things, tie it to the story. When people go look for you other places, they're hearing you say the same thing. And that's where it really fits into, like you said, thought leadership. You know, I look at everything from the perspective of the marketing funnel. It's brand awareness, whether it's your personal brand, whether it's your business brand, like podcasting is building awareness for yourself. You're not going to get a ton of leads from it, but you're going to have the opportunity to, to meet people in the industry, to put yourself out there and expose yourself to more potential customers from them hearing what your knowledge is and how you provide value. How much time on average would you say that you spend preparing? Oh, like today, this is actually my, my second podcast. So I probably spend about 30 minutes at least per podcast getting ready. Maybe a little bit more if I'm going to listen to a couple shows, but anywhere between 30 to 30 to an hour, probably how much I, I spend per podcast. Okay. That sounds about right to me. Personally, I believe, and this goes for, I think, well, especially for the guest, the host, it, it might even take a little more yeah. preparation, but for the guest, I don't want my guest to over-prepare, to like spend too yeah. much time because that can cause anxiety. Yeah. And I mean, I've had guests on who... We start and it's and it's pretty clear they're reading written responses. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, and that's yeah. bad. It just sounds weird and it obviously sounds like somebody reading. But I think you've gotten it kind of right. You're like a half hour, an hour, you're in the right zone, like in the right kind of headspace. Yeah, for sure. And because at the end of the day, you want it to be authentic. Exactly. Right. I mean, you are you are being yourself. You're being authentic. You're providing value. You're showing that this is who you really are. This is what you really do. This is what your real experience is. And when you over-prepare, things can come out, for lack of a better term, like blocky. Like like literally you can't mm. move outside of the rails of where you're taking this conversation because your thought process is so prepared on what you already are, so focused on what you already prepared for. And I think that is definitely one of the areas to fail on a podcast. I mean, like you said, I've hosted my own podcast. I've done this before. It does take a lot of preparation. Like you really got to make sure you have the right questions. You have the right things to talk about. You understand who the guest is. I I probably have spent way more time preparing as a host than I have as a guest. And I think it's because you as the guest need to be yourself. You need to be authentic. You need to be able to connect with the consumer or this case, the audience to be able to actually have any chance of them being like, oh, well, this is worth listening to, or this guy's right. Maybe I should look into it more. Yeah. I know as a host, you're, first of all, you're completely right. It's harder to be a host than a guest. Turn it around. It's easier to be a guest than a host because the host really does need to prepare everything and like be ready to, you know, set the tone and guide the conversation. And, And also, and I think this is an element that sometimes isn't discussed so much if you're a host, like it's a, you're performing, there's a performance. Exactly. And I, as I hear myself say that I'm not even a hundred percent sure what I mean by that, because like, I'm thinking like right now, I don't feel like I'm like, I'm pretending to be somebody I'm just being myself, but I'm kind of like in host mode right now. This is not how I 
might talk if, if it's another context. What about from the guest perspective? Do you ever think about it like that? Is there kind of a performance element to being a guest? I would say yes, but I don't know if it's exactly the same as the host side. I would say like, obviously we all have things going on in our lives. Some days are better than others, but usually when you have a podcast, it's scheduled out in advance. It's not like someone calls you up in the morning and be like, hey, you jump on a podcast. You can't control these the schedule usually. I mean, it's already booked and whatever's happening that morning or whatever's going on in your life that's bothering you, you kind of have to put it aside and focus more on the positive. I mean, you have to be excited. You have to be uh, thrilled to be there and have the opportunity to talk about yourself or to talk about you know your solution or whatever it is. And I think from the idea of adding something to the performance or, or acting in a certain way, it's more about just being excited and feeling the excitement of having the opportunity than anything. I mean, like I said, uh, something bad could have happened that, sm- that morning. And if you come in with like all dropey and like sad and like no one's going to care, no one's going to want to listen. The host is probably never going to have you back. And you're, that's going to come across to anyone else that listens to that podcast with you on it. So it definitely is about having a level of excitement. And I'm not talking about being like way over the top, but it's got to be engaging. And, and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in what you said just there. It's, I think you're right. It's definitely not about performing in any kind of over the top way, right? Like, you know, <laughs> doing any kind of song and dance like that, that would be ridiculous. But maybe one way of putting it, it's like being a slightly heightened version just of your natural yeah. self and bringing the right kind of energy sure. to to the discussion, right? Like you said before, there are different kinds of energy. Some podcasts are a little more mellow or a little more serious, and some might be a little more freewheeling. freewheeling. And so you kind of have to, before you, you know, before they hit record, just be in that space and like ready to participate in that and add to that kind of energy. Yeah, Does that make it sense? makes complete sense. And I, I completely agree with that. It's like, you don't want to force things. It's going to come out that you're forcing or going over the top with whatever you're putting into it, whether it's excitement or cheer or whatever you want to call it it's better to just yeah. be able to let go of whatever negative things or whatever you know distractions you have that are holding you back and just be present in the moment and what you're doing and i think naturally that excitement comes when you're just able to be present like that because what you're talking about is what you do for a living or on the day-to-day basis and like that if that doesn't excite you i yeah. mean that should tell you something about what you're doing is that probably not the right thing but at the same time, like, it should just come naturally. Yes, right. It should just come naturally. And if you've done the right kind of preparation, then it probably yeah. will. But that's what's so interesting to me. Like, it is, it is like a natural for two people just to have a conversation. And yet, you know, we have scheduled this particular thing <laughs> and we're recording it and there are microphones involved. So it's also yeah. planned and a little bit scripted in terms of like the flow of things, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a mix, which is interesting to me. And I always think from the host perspective, my job is to within what we've arranged and agreed on and set up, like within those parameters, allow things to flow. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it's like the framework of the conversation. Think of it as, I mean, in a way it's almost, it's obviously there's no sale happening here, but it's almost like a sales call the end of the day, when you're talking to a client, Mm. there's a certain outcome that you're trying to achieve from the conversation. There's a certain outcome that they are trying to achieve. But at the end of the day, you're just trying to communicate to get them the information they need to make a decision. 
and for them to ask the questions that they need to hear to know that they are making the right decision. So yeah, there's a framework, but when you start breaking it down into what really is happening, it's really not that different than anything else you're doing. Yeah. God, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> I could go on and on because I'm, you know, for obvious reasons, like I, I do this a lot. We have to wrap things up in a minute, but real quick, like one other thing that occurs to me is in some ways it's easier to be a guest, like we said, less preparation involved, but you're also at least a little bit kind of at the mercy of the yes. host because the host, you're the star of the show, but the, but the host is kind of in control of the, the shape mm -hmm. of the thing, you know? Like, have you ever had any crazy experiences with just weird hosts or people who just suck? Yes. I mean, I think you kind of touched on this before, but the host can really dictate how you look as the podcast guest. If the host had, doesn't ask good yeah. questions, isn't prepared, doesn't have a level of excitement that they're ringing to it, it's going to make you look not as good. <laughs> and it's going to actually bring you down. And I've been on plenty of podcasts where... You know, like I said, you have to leave the personal stuff behind. Maybe they had something personal going on that day. I don't know, but they were just down and like not communicative. And like, that's going to make me not as excited, you know, just be like, how fast can I get through this? How, how do we keep moving? So mm. yes, I have definitely been on podcasts where that has happened. And I think, again, it, this is why it's helpful to, to have a little preparation, listen to the, how the host is, to have an expectation there, because you might realize once you listen to them, that like, you know what? I really don't want to do this or you know, maybe this isn't the best use of my time or we don't have the right chemistry or connection or whatever it may be. So having an idea of what is going to be coming is extremely important and, and it's going to help you filter out what podcast you want to be on and what podcast you don't want to be on as you're kind of going through the whole process. Yeah. You know, Mike, you, you a little bit, I got to say, you missed a little opportunity there. Your answer could have been like, yeah, I've had, I mean, by far the worst experience I've had is this one right now. No, I wouldn't light you up like that. <laughs> you win the prize. No, this is good. This is actually interesting because like like you said, this isn't uh, normally a podcast topic you do. It's kind of meta. It's not something I really do, yeah. but it is something that I think I am really good at. And I think I yeah. have a very good understanding of how it works. And it is at the end of the day, like I said, it's just fun sharing knowledge. That's what the purpose of a podcast is. And you know, I just hope that I can share some knowledge with other people trying to break into the guest podcasting space. Mm -hmm. Fun is a good yeah. word for it because I, it, it is a, it's a fun thing to do. It's fun to be the host. It's, it's fun to be the guest whenever, you know, when the, you're with, paired yeah. with a good host and you're talking about something that you're really passionate about, you know, and like, unless the podcast is on like a really somber topic, you know, like whatever that might be bring hat, like enter it with a sense of fun. Like let's have yeah, a good time. hundred percent, you know, cause it's, it's, cause it's, it's fun and pleasurable to have a good conversation and get into something. Exactly. Right? And you know, you make plenty yeah. of connections. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what unrelated thing they might say on the podcast that comes up and you connect with and be like, Oh, you know what? Like I also do this or like it, it's a conversation. Oh. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, and that's part of it is just enjoying it. For sure. So well, like I said, I, I could talk about this all day. Lots more we could talk about. But for now, one last question. How can people yeah, connect Yeah, so with you? the two best ways are LinkedIn. My name is Michael Begg on LinkedIn. Or you can just email me directly, mike at amzadvisors.com. And yeah, I mean, anyone that's looking for advice or help on you know how to kind of get themselves going as a, a guest podcaster, I am glad to share any knowledge with them. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you know, I think it's obvious to me, to all our listeners, 
why you've been on so many podcasts because you are truly an amazing guest. You're, you're, you are truly good at it. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your goodness with me and thank with our audience. Thank you very much for that, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. It's been a great time talking with you. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.